Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Chris Ward. Chris is an author, podcaster, coach, speaker, and team building and systems strategist, and is the leading authority in building your business by building your team. She is the founder of the win the hour, win the day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs create their win team. What is next is what the W-I-N stands for there using her signature super toolkits so you can get your idea to implementation and make your ambitions come alive. After the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to her work as a marketing strategist. She was thrilled to see that her business had not only survived her absence, but was thriving. Now Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. She has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire, James Malinchak. She has been featured on award-winning podcasts, radio, and TV shows, and you can hear her on her own podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day, where she has engaging conversations with dynamic guests covering a variety of business topics so you can get to your next win now. Welcome to the show, Chris. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, I'm thrilled to be now official Wickedly Smart, so I am the winner in this game. (laughs) Yes, and I love your attitude, your winning attitude, Chris. It's so powerful. I mean, I can feel it coming from you, uh, not just in the words, not just in all the things that you've accomplished, but your, your energy is the energy of a winner. So I'd love to hear a little bit of a backstory from you. Have you always been a winner or is this something that you came to as a result of some uh, things that happened for you in your life? Well, I don't, I guess, you know what, my whole philosophy is I just get up every day and try to do that day better than the day before. So I'm all about that. I'm all about, there's always something to be happy about and figure it out and just do your best with what you have and keep moving forward. So if that is a definition of a winner, I'll take it. That's fine. But I just enjoy being happy and finding happiness. So that's, that's my mentality as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. The backstory, I don't know you know, if you want me to go in deeper than that. I'm here to answer any questions but my weight. And other than that, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Well, we're not having a weight conversation today. What we are going to talk about, though, is I want to talk about a little bit about what inspired you to get started in your own business originally. Because I think for, for a lot of our listeners, they are either inspired to start their own business, maybe new in business, maybe plateaued in business. And you know, there's a lot of people out there, especially in the last year after the pandemic, who kind of had a little wake-up call and looked at their life and, and are starting to make some decisions. So can you talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't really know where it began because I was, I think it was always in me. I just didn't know what it was. So when I was like 13, I was very serious about babysitting. And I took that, like I had, you know, packages and all kinds of incentives and I wouldn't eat the chips they left behind because I didn't want their overhead to increase. Like I was like crazy serious about this. And now I look and there was a lot of fundamentals in play that was of a good business, you know, so, so that was there. And then I went off because, you know, you don't know what you're going to do. And I, I went to college and university for other things. And I had a, you know, a different career, which I will not bore you with because it's rather intensive. And I had something on the side and it just kept kind of growing to one day. My husband was like, I was at that point where I was going to do one of them poorly. Like I couldn't sustain it anymore. And he's just like, listen, why don't you just try the business thing? And you can always, you can always go back and get that job. It's no big deal. Right. So it just kind of um, launched from there. It was always in me. So there was that. And uh, so I started as a marketing strategist, I would tell you, but then moving the story along as a marketing strategist, like so many entrepreneurs, the first couple of years, I worked insane hours, like, I was exhausted all the time. Kind of like they say Eskimos have like 40 words for snow. I like, I could have given you 60 different definitions of tired, nauseous, tired, dizzy, tired, eyes, burning, tired, eyes, hot, tired. Right. Um, So I had that. And you know what? Then I started to notice that hmm, the people that are cheering me on, like my husband was my biggest fan. And here's the people that are just cheering me on, supporting me in every way they can. And now I'm starting to realize that I'm not as charming as I used to be. And like, they'll say something like, okay, we're ready. We're at the front door. And you get there and oh my my gosh, they don't have their shoes tied. And you're like, I could have answered two more emails. So I realized, whoa, I'm not faking this anymore. My impatience, my intensity is starting to leak out. So that's when I was like, okay, something has to change. And and to move the story forward, I went from really frankly, working 16 hours a day down to six. Now that didn't happen overnight. There's strategies in play for that, but I'm just moving the story forward and we'll come back to that part later. But that's when I turned things around. And luckily I did, because as you mentioned, Angel, a couple of years after that, my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I had been pulled away from the business then for, I'd say about two years. And my existing marketing clients were not aware of my absence. So when it became public that my husband passed away, people were truly shocked because we, I didn't feel it was good for business. It wasn't attention that I felt I needed. We also felt that we were very positive in nature. So we felt that if the doctors were wrong, we sat around for two years crying, holding hands. If the doctors were right, we sat around the last two years crying, holding hands. So it was something that we kept close to the chest. And uh, when it came out, then that's when people started to gently ask me, like, how did you manage that? Like, how you know, even local people in the local business community that knew me well and saw me frequently. How did you, how did you manage that? We didn't know. So that's when I started working with people, helping them create what I call their what is next team and putting super toolkits in play. And, and then I just realized there's so many entrepreneurs out there that look good on paper, look good on social media, and they're working insane hours. So of course, when you boil that all down, you're not making it, you know, anything per hour, you could work at a corner store for that. And so I just thought, I want to create a movement where people have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. And that's when I wrote the book and everything is kept sort of mushrooming from there. So that's how that part got, you know, resurfaced, reborn. Beautiful. Well, I've been through that journey myself where, you know, I had a lot going on. I had a lot of money coming in, but a lot of money was going out. I was, you know, looking good and projecting a great image outside and then everything ultimately for me also I had that leaking out of intensity I love how you framed that when 
your whatever you've got going on in your business starts to leak out and infect your environment of the people that you love the most, then it's definitely time to do something different. And I, I personally went through like a complete collapse. And, and in my rebuild, I am also, you know, I've been very intentionally focused for the last several years on having a business that is serving me rather than me mm. being being this, the business's bitch. So yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I love that you have developed these strategies. I want to ask you another question. And that is when you were in that two year time period, like what had you done between the moment of leaking out your intensity and the moment that your diagnosis came for your husband, what were some of the choices that you made to take yourself from 16 hours down to six, number one, and number two, that you now know in retrospect allowed you to navigate that two years without without anybody even knowing what was going on and with your business staying sustainably successful? Yeah. So it was really the three pillars, team, time, and toolkits. And I just started to feverishly examine how do the most successful people in the world operate and what was going on there. I did learn quickly, it was about team. And of course, like so many entrepreneurs out there, I thought, you guys may agree like, oh my gosh, I can't afford that right now. Or once I get to a certain plateau or all these things. Right. So that was number one is like, I, I can't afford help. I like, are you kidding me? I like, I'm going to save money doing this myself. And I'm wearing that badge of honor working hard. So, you know, let me give you a very quick example. A light went on for me when at that time, like I went virtual long before anybody else, because like 10 years ago, because I realized even if the business was down the street, I could just click a button on Skype and then move to the next appointment versus sitting there waiting for them to come out of their office, all that stuff. But at that time, way back then, I was still going to physical appointments and I would sit and have notes in my lap and they would be telling me their needs of their custom program marketing, all that stuff. Now I would leave there and hand to God, I would promise when I got back to the office, I would put it right in the file, right in the computer. We're good, right? Now, most of the time, I didn't even get it in that Friday. Sometimes it was the next Friday, like, oh my gosh, right? And so they called, you know, occasionally to ask questions, to clarify the package. And, you know, I got the opportunity to be one of two people. They can either hear me the stress and I'm scrambling. I'm trying to put together these notes or I might mess up and give because everything is very specific and I could misquote them. And now I look like I'm trying to swindle them. And it's like, no, no, I'm just ill prepared. Don't worry about that. Two different characters. Right. And so I thought this cannot be. And so at the time I found a transcriptionist and what I would do is I would leave the meeting, sit in the driveway. I would talk into my phone. I gave a lot more details. It took me 30 seconds. Everything would be in the computer within 24 hours. Now, some weeks I needed her a lot, like three or four hours of meeting. Some weeks I needed her for none. Now, I don't get this. Heaven help me. This is confusing to me, but she, this was her jam. This is all she wanted to do. She did it for like 10, 15 clients. So she was really fast. So the weeks that I needed her for you know a lot cost me like 12 bucks because she was so fast. And then I was like, oh, this is nuts. So the 12 bucks gave me all Friday afternoon back, took away stress, made sure I didn't lose a client because I fum you know, fumbled a number all for 12 bucks. So that was like, that was like when I heard angels like, oh, this is, this is the day, right? And now guys, you know, you don't even need that. You can get all these, you know, transcription platforms that are just crazy, right? So that was it. That was an awakening for me. That was a definite turning point for sure. 
Mm, I love it. Well, I had a similar experience in, I, I've been in the online space, virtual space since 2008. I got started in 2008, 2009. I like really started to gear up and early 2010, which was the first year I had a multi six figure year. At the beginning of that year, I was doing it all myself. I, I did yeah. the same thing. I think that a lot of us are you know, who get started entrepreneurially, we're pressing our nose up against the window, looking at it from the outside and think we, oh, I could do that and don't have any conception of what it all actually takes to run your own business, number one. And number two, you know, what skills we bring to the table, what actual extra skills we need. And beginning of 2010, I was skiing and I punched the mountain and my, my arm got broken. And that was when it became clear, like, oh, oh yeah, there's no way I'm doing this by myself. So yeah. I love what you're talking about, about delegation and about finding the courage to pay to get some support. And we're going to pick up that thread when we get back from the break. Right now we are at the break. So Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. We love asking for help here. That's one of the things that I hope that we're modeling. All of my guests uh, and myself are modeling is you need to ask for help. And so I'm going to ask for help. If you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com and also downloading, rating, and reviewing. I definitely want to say thank you to all of our listeners who are doing that. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We have 84 countries that are downloading now. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in uh, the Maldives, the uh, Mozambique, and let's pick another M, Mongolia. And we will be right back with Chris Ward. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Chris Ward. Before we went to the break, we were talking about how important it is to stop trying to do everything by yourself and be willing to invest to get help to do the things that you are actually not the best person to be doing. And uh, we have a little special gift from Chris that you can get at free gift, F-R-E-E-G-I-F-T-F-R-O-M-K-R-I-S.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. So Chris, why don't you share with our, our listeners, what are they going to find when they go to free gift? From oh, Chris there's all kinds of goodies in there. Mm -hmm. And actually one that we just added was the ultimate guide to getting 200 free uh, tech hours. So 
people most don't realize that North America and Europe, they are really pushing the high school and college co-op placements because they want younger people to have an experience in the workplace. So we've had about 35 students in this last year alone. We had three per semester, per quarter when they show up. They have to fulfill about 200 free hours. They come very tech savvy. So this year alone, we got 800 free hours and it was just wonderful. We give back to them, help groom them, get them ready for college, give them some work experience. We get a lot of really good stuff out of them. So the ultimate guide to getting your free co-op student and 200 tech hours is in there. And we just added it. So I would just, I would get to that right away. I'm going to jump on that myself, Chris. Thank you so much for that gift for our audience. So before we went to the break, we were talking about this idea of delegating and of, of hiring people, but now also you have free resources to get some work done. I'd love to ask you, what do you think is the hardest thing that you had to let go of? Like, what was the hardest thing that you felt like? Because I think it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be doing the bookkeeping or, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be doing the social media or, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be doing the, uh, you know, whatever it is, SEO optimization or, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be doing whatever it is. There's like a lot of little easy things that you can see are not really your genius. But I think as we get closer and closer to our unique genius, it becomes harder and harder to let go. So what was the hardest thing for you to let go of that liberated you to be even better at doing what you're best at? I don't know if it was the hardest, but it was one that I didn't understand I could do. And so what it was, was realizing that with the super toolkits we have in play, that my team can take courses for me. So there are very few things that my team doesn't do for me. I have one mentor that's a very high ticket item and I meet with him, you know, once a month, whatever. That's the only thing I do. If I sign up for any course, whether it's LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever, my team, we have a process, a super toolkit in play that they can do it, set it up. So if they were gone tomorrow, the knowledge is still kept within the team and they spoon feed me what little component that I have to do, maybe one thing out of 10 so that they can move forward in implementing the training that I've paid for. So all that stuff that you think, oh my gosh, I'll do that on Sunday afternoon or sneak in early or do whatever, your team, when set up correctly, your what is next team, they can do that for you. Wow. That yeah. is potent. I hear that. I hear that loudly because that's one of the things that I'd noticed that I do is like, oh, that's something that I probably should know something about. And then I end up either buying it or, you know, downloading it onto my computer and then it never goes anywhere. I either, ne either never look at it or I end up squishing myself. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, I found for me, at least, I don't know if this is true for you. When I squish myself, I actually am depleting my energy that is better served uh, serving my clients, you know, serving my team as a leader, all those other things. So that's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about these super toolkits? I'm really curious about that. Yeah. So the super toolkit, the sort of the ugly cousin of the super toolkit would be what we call standard operating procedures. But those are usually written for to cover liability. They're not written by the end user. They're written to be done once and done. Where super toolkits, fundamentally, what they do is they're constantly compressing your work so that you and your team are in that win formula, 60-40 win formula. So most entrepreneurs, are, I believe, I'd say 90% are constantly crawling out of the web of admin. And you didn't start a business to run a business. So I believe you should be in that 60-40, 60% creation mode so that you're able to get 
to whatever that next thing is for you, whether it's a different plateau of coaching, like we just started this Winner's Circle Masterclass, whether it's starting a podcast, writing a book, writing a second book, your job as an entrepreneur is to be moving the business forward with having a bigger impact in your audience, bringing in more revenue in that zone of genius you're in. And to do that, you need to constantly be able to create. So the super toolkits allow you to be in the creation mode of 60-40, which most entrepreneurs are what I call losing a lot of money in the three D's. They're using, they're suffering from damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity. And let's say, for example, Angel, that you could sell a package. Let's keep the math really super simple because I'm bad at math. Let's say you could sell a package for a hundred bucks. So when you're chipping away at work, you're like, oh, it'll take a second, just take a second. And you're doing that at four, five, six o'clock at night you know, what you're doing is charging, billing your company a hundred bucks an hour, because that's revenue you would have brought in, you know, had you been doing, you know, your zone of genius. So what happens is that's really expensive, right? Of course, instead of you thinking you're saving money, you're billing your company that hundred bucks an hour. And then of course there is, you know, delayed income. If you get a client in June that you could have had in February, you know, how much does that cost you? Plus what if they gave you one referral? And then the most painful one is diminished, you know, diminished opportunity. You show up and somebody says, oh my gosh, Chris, I wish I'd met you earlier. We just committed to something. I didn't know you did that. And, you know, also never mind that money, but what if they referred you to one person and the lifetime value of that client, right? So it gets super expensive. And so you want to have room to be constantly in creation mode. And that's what the super toolkits allow you to do. Mm, beautiful. I would love to hear a success story that you've created. Like, just give us an example of who the best fit person is to come to work with you, Chris. Well, I have many success stories and it's part of what I love to do because it's really, I tell my clients, they show up like the first time is like, I don't encourage it, but they're often late for their first appointment or miss it. And they show up with their hair tousled, like they just got a DUI. And I tell them I should take before and after pictures, right? Because they're so whacked out and stressed out and they just can't think that this is going to change, right? But I, I guess what I would like to spotlight is everybody thinks their business is different. Like, okay, how's this going to work? So one of my clients, and we've got everything from dog trainers to interior designers, social media experts to like anything, right? Like it just it goes on sales trainers, everything. So one of our clients was an interior designer and she said, Chris, you don't understand. I walk into a room. I see the room. You can't, you can't put this into a super toolkit. You can't, a team can't do this. I just see stuff. I move it around. It's all, it's the magic. I just, that's how I see rooms. I'm like, okay. So we broke it down. We talked to her and we worked with her and we figured out her average appointment was about two hours. And then we broke it down and we found that there was some work in that time that's pre and post work, right? I don't care if you're a brain surgeon, there's pre and post work. And I also believe that we live in a world with a lot of copy and paste. So when we were able to do that, then what happened is we were able to get her appointments down to 45 minutes. So now she starts stacking her appointments in the mornings. And then all of a sudden she's doing the podcast circuit. She's on big stages with people from HGTV. You know, she's working on her first book and like, man, she is really out there and she is a force to be reckoned with. And she's really, you know, becoming an influencer. And she said not in a million years would she had done it that way. That was just something she always dreamed of, but it just it was just, she couldn't get to it at seven o'clock at night and the stages weren't there for her to get on at seven o'clock at night. So it's just a good example of, you know, it sounded like on paper, it couldn't be done and it really can. 
Yeah. Well, and she didn't know what she didn't know. And that's the no. beautiful thing about hiring somebody. So um, when you work with people, are you doing one-to-one consulting with them or do you have your, like, do you do the enrollment process and then you turn them over to your team or how, how are you structured in your own business at this point? Because, you know, you were able to take two years off and disappear. So I'm curious about that as well. Yeah. So the business evolved since I came back in different capacities. So what I was doing before was more more heavy on the marketing. We still have marketing clients, but we don't talk about that very much because it would be a confusion to the marketplace. So as far as coming with win the hour, what we call the team builder program, we have multiple touch points and multiple price points that can really serve any entrepreneur. So I do also, I do private, I do semi-private, and now we've just started launching this, what we call the winner's circle. Um, and so that's a group that could have anything from, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to have 50 people in it. And in there, we do all kinds of amazing things that still give you high quality interaction with me. What I've done, Angel, is I have everything else takes care of my team, you know, and they set me up so that I, when I have to be Chris and I have to show up, only Chris can be interviewed by you. So that's taken Mm -hmm. care of. Only I do the coaching, but they do all the prep work. So maybe there might be 10 hours of setting that up, but I only have to show up for the one hour. So, you know, I'm like the cherry on top of all the work that they've done. So I'm set up so that I can do the coaching myself, right? But the winner's circle is brand new and we're doing phenomenal things. And there's major bonuses in there right now, up to including that we will find, hire and train and on board as a bonus, one hire for you. When you work with me in the private to semi-private, so we take care of all of that. Because that's a big part where people mess up. Like even if you got somebody and they were a really great talent, the onboarding and the culture that you want to create, you think culture is associated with bigger companies. But when you have a lean team, which I'm all about, you know, two or three people, the culture is so much more important and the setup is so much more important. So yes, we really dive in and take care of you, but there's multiple avenues to work with us. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I love all the things that you're bringing to the table, Chris, and I wish that you had been in my life in 2009. Because I could tell you, I would have not had the three D's happening for such an extended period of time. All right. I want to close by, because you're a female entrepreneur, you're obviously a wickedly smart woman. You get the wickedly smart woman seal of approval as of today. Uh, You are definitely wickedly smart. I want to talk just briefly about your relationship with money, because a lot of times I think this is where most of our women entrepreneurs end up getting caught up in this, you know, whatever they've got going on with money. So I don't know whether you ever had any challenges with money yourself, uh, emotionally, spiritually, or practically, uh, or if you just came, you know, knowing that money was your friend, I'd love to hear your journey with money. Uh, you know, I came, there's two parts to the story. My mother, I I was, had a single parent when single parents meant like single parents, not this, (laughs) it's a different world now. when they say that, right. So, but at the same time, she'd always say, well, we don't have to worry about that today. Like the rent is due tomorrow. Today we don't have the money, but tomorrow we'll worry about that. Like, well, like there's a lot can happen in a day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I have a very strong spiritual background that says, you know, energy flows and all that stuff. And, and I've been lead to believe that it's like the ocean, you walk up and you take a cup of water out of the ocean and it's not depleted. Nobody's in lack. So, you know, it doesn't mean I, never think about money. I I mind it. I'm mindful of it. I respect it, but I will not, I I don't come from a position of lack or fear. And, and, you know, that ties into a really good point, Angel, because it's kind of like when people talk about my journey, it's like, 
you know, there was a lot to worry about. And if my business had not been intact, I thought it was intact, but I wasn't really in it enough to get clarity on that. But like, you have to take the emotion out of my story and say, if I had left that situation and returned after my husband passed away and and didn't have a business, that was not the time for me to craft a resume and, you know, try to be charming in a job interview and learn a new job. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to just believe that the universe will provide and one step in front of the other and all this stuff will unfold. So I try not to come at anything, especially money from a position of fear. Beautiful. I love it. Well, and you know, you're closing here on this wind note of what is next, right? What I'm hearing is even in your relationship with money, you just come from a place of, we're not going to let all of that distract us. We're just going to stay focused on what is next. So thank you so much, Chris, for being here. What a pleasure. And uh, listeners, we love feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.